Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And good morning and welcome. I am Heather Caro. I'm Teresa Curley. And we are your hosts this morning for Real Presence Live. Thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure to have you along board. The Feast of St. Gregory the Great. Yeah, so shall we start with prayer, Teresa? Sure. I found a good one for St. Gregory. It was in the collect this morning. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, who care for your people with gentleness and rule them in love, through the intercession of Pope St. Gregory, endow, we pray, with a spirit of wisdom, those to whom you have given authority to govern, that the flourishing of a holy flock may become the eternal joy of the shepherds. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, thank you for joining us. We're broadcasting today from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and the other voice that you hear is Teresa Curley. Teresa, it is your first time co-hosting. It is. Please don't so, remind me. <laughs> everybody is going to take notes and oh my send them on. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> I'll have to ask Karen to start sending me the gold stars. <laughs> the gold stars. A, little, a little bit of support. <laughs> so uh, this is your first time and you've... Uh, I think so far you've done great, Teresa. You've done great so far. So let's move on to our first guest, shall we? All right. So we've got Dana on the line. Good morning, Dana. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. So Dana, please uh, pronounce your last name for us. Sure. It's Patrika. Patrika. That's that's very pretty. pretty. So Dana Patrika from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I have been doing ministry for about 12 years as, I guess I hate to say a professional, but um, as my profession. Um, I began as a focus missionary at various campuses, and um, since then for the past nine years have um, been working in youth ministry and young adult ministry as well, and um, just this past June, took a position with the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. So I'm now working as the Director of Youth Ministry and Faith Formation for the Diocese. Beautiful. Well, and part of the perks of my job um, as Programming Director is I go through um, with my assistant, and we look through everybody's uh, bishops' bulletins and different newsletters that the diocese put out, and I read an amazing article written by you. So that is why I hunted you down and got you to come on (laughs) this morning. (laughs) So um, you wrote a really great article in The Courier. um, And and in part of that article, you said we're experiencing a drop-off approach to the formation. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. I think this is not a new phenomenon. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, It's been happening for multiple, multiple years. I'm I'm 35. It was happening when I was going through faith formation. Um, and it's more of the attitude. And this isn't um, 
to shame parents in any way, shape, or form because they're doing their best to educate yeah. their kids and at least they're bringing them. Um, but really the only thing that we've had to offer is for children in terms of formation. So what happens is parents drop off their kids, they leave, and, you know, to be honest, sometimes parents need that. They need to go to Target. They need to get groceries. They need to get away for an hour. <laughs> um, but when's it, what ends up happening oftentimes is the mentality of, like, they'll, they will teach my kid. When my kids come home, we don't necessarily have the ability or the know-how to teach the faith in the mm-hmm. home. Right. And that's just kind of the format that's always been presented for quite a while. So then there's that missing link of formation at home. Um, How do you think, um, so when you're, when you were writing this article, you're kind of looking at that perspective. Why did that perspective really strike you? Good question. Um, It's been talked about for a couple years now, the need for family formation. Um, and honestly, I haven't seen a lot of people do it successfully. I know that there are um, formats, there are programs available, but I think a lot of parishes are kind of stuck right now making that transition because that's what people were comfortable with. They're comfortable with a classroom-style learning, dropping off their kids. Parents don't feel adequate or have the time or think they have the time to... Um, do this at home. And honestly, it doesn't even have to take a form of an official faith formation program. I think um, I I was writing about it in preparation for our children's ministry coordinators and our youth ministers here in our diocese to really start that dialogue here um, on what they can do to help empower their family to teach the faith at home. Hmm. Interesting. So you're starting at the roots. With your own stuff. We're trying. Trying. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Well, and and families are so busy now. Um, What encouragement would you give to families that are listening to this and they're like, we don't really pray at home? Teresa, did you grow up praying at home? Yeah, we did. We did for sure. And we had to be enrolled in the religious ed program in um, in the church. And my parents also taught the youth group. So while... All of us were in different ages throughout the classrooms. Um, my parents were there, and so they were able to kind of see what the other teachers were telling mm. us, and they could back it up and reinforce it at home. And they so did. They did, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. So we're trying to implement some of that is what I'm hearing. Um, so, But families are so busy. So what would you say to the families that are like, I don't have time for that? Sure, Um There are multiple ways to pray at home, Um, and to be honest, like, that is where it starts, Mm -hmm. is prayer. Um, Because a family that doesn't pray together, where do you build from that? You have to teach your kids how to have a relationship, a living relationship with Christ and His Church. Um, And so I guess one place to start, um, very simply, would be at the dinner table, Um, maybe turn the dinner table conversation into, how was your day? What were some highlights? What can I be praying for? And just kind of develop an atmosphere of prayer where you're not just sharing highs and lows, but you're really praying for one another. Um, If a family doesn't have a habit of praying in the evenings before they go to bed, more so um, 
like really taking time, maybe just 10 minutes even to pray together. I know when I was growing up, it was a lot of recited prayers, which are wonderful. Um, but what I hear from young people is that's the only way they know how to pray. They don't know um, intercessory prayer very well. They don't know how to pray for one another or um, even just vocalizing their thoughts to God. Um, and that hopefully anybody can kind of do that. Um, but if you need help with that, there's so many great resources, um, so many great blogs online about, like, you just Google search praying with your family. Um, so that would be a place to start, I would think. Yeah. Now, what would you say to parents who don't feel comfortable teaching the faith? Like, either they didn't really grow up in a background where the faith was constantly lived and they're just trying to get back into it. And they're like, Oh, I don't have a degree in theology. I don't want to teach something wrong. Like what would you tell them to encourage them and kind of empower them? Great question. Um, Again, they don't have to have a degree in theology to um, pray with their family. I think that's where it all starts. Um, So that would be definitely the starting point. But when it comes to education in the home about their faith, I would say learn with your kids. Mm -hmm. And there are great, again, we're living in an age of a plethora of resources. Um, And I'm not here to like plug any of them necessarily, but things like formed.org, a lot of parishes have really invested in um, that subscription. You can check with your home parish to see if you're registered for formed, because that's free. All Mm -hmm. of those resources on there for families. Mm -hmm. Um, There are also um, different resources that I've looked at. Um, one that is really doing a lot in how to have these conversations with your kids and even beyond when they're children, like into their young adult high school years, is sticky face. Um, <laughs> it's kind of a weird <laughs> word what, by the Fuller Youth <coughs> Institute. Um, and they are non denominational, but they have done research on every. Um, denomination, every church, on how to have these relationships with your kids. And one thing that they say, too, um, when you're um, trying to teach the faith is you're not supposed to do it by yourself. Like, Mm. yes, the home is the domestic church, but maybe um, find other parents, families that maybe are a few steps ahead of you in their knowledge of the faith and get together Mm. and teach your kids Together And actually, I know of one parish here in Rochester, the Co-Cathedral of St. John the Evangelist, that's what they did this past year during the pandemic, is they connected all of the families together in smaller groups, and they met on Zoom, and they had family Bible studies. Oh, what a great idea. That's so cool. Well, if you're just tuning in, <clears throat> we're talking with Dana from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. She is the Director of Youth Ministry and Faith Formation. Um, and we're just talking about uh, the drop-off uh, approach to formation that has been in the past. It was what we did um, for me as a child of the 80s and 90s. Um, and just kind of how we can bridge that gap between um, getting the families to take more of a responsibility of the faith in their lives, in their children's uh, formation. So what do you think we've lost? So throughout the years, um, we've had a drop-off type of uh, approach. Um, What do you think is uh, today the biggest hurdle for parents? 
It's hard to name just one, to be honest. (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah, I think the big thing, like you mentioned, that there's a huge gap between um, what we think the role of the family should be in the education of um, children and of youth. Yes. And just kind of getting over that hurdle and getting over, um, like, from the faith formation aspect in the parish, it's hard. It's scary to, like change Mm -hmm. out of that mode and method that has been going on for years. Um, But I really think that that's the way of the future. And if we don't see that happen, we're going to see a huge drop-off in the numbers of participation in our programs, which I think would be inevitable. Like, we'd have to change if we can't support um, our faith formation programs. Right. Mm. Well, we're going to take a quick break, Dana, and when we come back, I'd like to give our listeners a few more ideas of how they might be able to incorporate prayer into their daily lives, even if they're uncomfortable and unsure about it, and then how to bring um, some of that formation for parents and students. So stick with us, folks. We're broadcasting today from Sioux Falls. I'm Heather Carroll. I'm Teresa Curley. And we will be back with more Real Presence Live right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director at Riverview Place Senior Living Community in Fargo. For over 35 years, we've been honored to nourish our residents in mind, body, and spirit. We offer a full calendar of activities, events, and faith-based programming, and the best food in town. Our independent and assisted living residents thrive in our warm, comfortable, and compassionate community. We'd love to meet you. Call Marin or Katie today at 701-237-4700 to line up a tour. Do you know that your prayers today can still aid in the salvation of someone who died years ago? I'm Father Chris Alar. God is outside of time, and since He is all-knowing and all-powerful, He knows every prayer you will ever make and has the power to apply those graces to any point in time, past, present, or future. So if you have lost anyone, especially to suicide, and think that they are eternally lost, you can still help them. God can take your prayers from today and give someone grace at the time of their judgment because he forever knew that you would make that prayer and he wants you to help them accept his offer of salvation. So there is still hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Choose the number one nursing program in the nation, the University of Mary. Of more than 2,000 nursing programs nationwide, Mary is ranked number one by the National Benchmarking Service Mountain Measurement. 100% of our graduates pass their certification on the first try. And eligible nursing students receive their senior year of tuition free. Choose the best nursing program in the nation. Check us out at umary.edu slash nursing. That's umary.edu slash nursing. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. 
And welcome back. I am Heather Caro. And I'm Teresa Curley. And we're broadcasting today from the Mustard Seed here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we're having a great discussion this morning with Dana Patrika from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. She is the Director of Youth Ministry and Faith Formation with the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Um, we started off the conversation because I had read an article that she wrote in The Courier, which is their local um, monthly... I don't know, ours is called the Bishop's Bulletin. And they're all different diocesan publications. Thanks, Eli. <laughs> um, and you were talking about a drop-off culture and, and how we are working towards not just leaving it up to the parishes and the churches to teach our children formation, but that it needs to start from home, which is a discussion we've been having a lot and for years. Mm. Um, but I think it's also important to continue to have that discussion so that we don't, A, forget, and B, to share ideas of what's working in our own homes. And so Dana's been sharing with us some of the things that um, parents can maybe try out. So you had talked about Formed, um, and most parishes have a subscription to Formed, and there's amazing things on there. Um, So Dana, let's talk a little bit about what are some other things um, that you would encourage parents to do that maybe, because I heard you say, and this is me, this is the <laughs> mom and me, you said, we sit down for, for dinner and talk. I bet a lot of families don't take time yeah. to sit down together and talk. Is there a way that you can uh, think uh, that parents might be able to uh, still incorporate prayer if they've got kids going off to soccer and dance and all of these different events. Is there another way that you think we could incorporate prayer when we've got busy lives like that? Yes, uh, there are definitely ways with traveling um, and our busy lives. And the resource I mentioned earlier called Sticky Faith, mm-hmm. they talk about having very little time with your kids and how to best utilize that time. And one way they talked about is in the car. Yes. Um, so maybe it's on the way to practice. Um, and, <laughs> you know, maybe kids don't want to talk when they're in the car on the way there and back. But I think even if they put up some walls and say, Mom, I don't want to talk, or Dad, I'm just tired, <clears throat> I think later on they will appreciate that. They'll look back and say, wow, like my parents really cared about me. Mm-hmm. And they instilled prayer within my day, even the little amount of time that we did have. Mm. Yeah, because even if they're not responding, they're still listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yes. Yeah. So one way that I um, liked one family that I went to dinner with this family, and one way that they incorporated prayer, which I thought was really unique because it can be awkward for a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, mm-hmm. but they always said the blessing before meals. And then in that blessing, before they said amen, they went around and did a prayer intention. So that was an easy, simple way mm. that was already, you know, saying the blessing before meals was already a part of their routine, Yeah. but to expand mm-hmm. and grow on that. So yeah, cool. I think people just need to get creative. <laughs> yeah. And figure out what yeah. works best for their families because each dynamic and personality is going to be totally different. Yeah. So totally. Yeah. So let's discuss, Dana, Um, we've talked about there's this divide of parents dropping off their kids, um, but a lot of parents out there aren't confident themselves. How is the Diocese Mm -hmm. of Winona, Rochester, trying to bridge that gap? Great question. Um, For a while now, we've actually had um, somebody named Todd Graff, who is 
in charge of adult faith formation. I think he was just recently on RPR. Mm-hmm. And he has done something called the Institute of Lay Formation for Adults. Um, it is more intensive, um, but it is a way for adults to feel like they just missed out on catechesis or they want to grow deeper in their faith um, to really plug in and learn more. But I think for for now, like the easy, easy answer is we just have so many resources. And so as a diocese, making those resources, um, like online resources, just more available for parishes and training our faith formation coordinators and our youth ministers on how to educate their parents and their families. I love that. And it doesn't have to be complex. Mm. No. It doesn't doesn't have to be diving into the history of the Catholic Church and the Reformation or... (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It can be simple. (laughs) Well, that's that's really great. Have you... How long have you been working with this approach at the diocese? Well, I just started three months ago, so right. <laughs> um, it really is pretty brand new, and um, it's not something that we haven't talked about before. Um, mm-hmm. I guess in my previous job as a youth minister, we did have nights that we reserved specifically for parents. I know um, a lot of parishes do that. They'll take a uh, night that normally would be like a regular faith formation night that we um, ask the parents to be present for, and then use it as an opportunity to not only catechize, but encourage conversation between the parents and their kids about different topics. Well, um, and so that's pa- one way that we've done it. And parents might not even realize that they want to be or need to be. Yeah. That's really- yeah. So what, is it, what has been the response on those evenings of the parents? Varied. Um, in my experience, so I work primarily with confirmation families, mm. and I think that's mm-hmm. a whole nother ball of wax um, right. because you have families who thank God they're bringing their kids um, and want them to be confirmed, but they may be just checking a box because grandma and grandpa want that to happen, or I got confirmed, so I want my kid to get confirmed. Yeah. In those settings, it's a lot more difficult to, um, I think, convince parents that they need it. But we had a lot of success with um, our other grade levels where it's not necessarily a sacramental year. Um, so the parents that are bringing their kids really just want them educated in the faith. They're not just trying to get the sacrament, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and those conversations did go really well. Hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic. Um, my mom runs the bookstore here, and it's amazing how many people come in just to check the box. They're, you know, oh, it's that time of life. They're mm. second grade, mm. time for first communion, time for, yeah. you know, to check the boxes. And But I, I, I love that you have a, or had an evening where you did invite the parents in because you never know what might spark that interest in them. Mm. Yeah. So what kind of, was there a different approach you would take to those evenings versus um, a non- confirmation group do you know what i'm saying yes um, we've done <laughs> kind of almost everything we've done everything from let's use it as an opportunity to catechize to let's talk about things that parents actually want answers for um things mm. that might not necessarily be what we think they need to know but for example sure. mental health crises um how to develop a family of prayer how to pray with your family. That was definitely a huge 
positive. Um, I think families do want to know how to pray together, which is great. So it was less like, let me teach you the catechism and more let me teach you how to parent a healthy Catholic family. Hmm. Well, I find this very interesting because I have a unique situation and I think a lot of our listeners are in unique situations. Not all of us are um, at the stage in our lives where we have families at home. And so I'm kind of mm. switching the gears a little bit on this conversation just because I feel led to. Um, but sure. I, it's interesting because it's just me and my mother. And my mother mm. is of retirement age, and we're both adult women. But we we say the blessing, but we don't pray beyond that together. Mm. Mm. And so it's like mm. really bringing up something interesting, like, okay, so even for families that don't have children at home, yeah. Let's continue that prayer. It's not. Wow. You know That's what I really mean? Interesting. Yeah, I didn't think. Of yeah. That. Well, and I can speak into that as a single person. Um, yeah. Because I'm so grateful for the community here in Rochester. One thing that has kind of started in the past couple of years is the family rosary, and I don't know if it's an official initiative anywhere that began, but I know a friend of mine's parents used to do it back in Nebraska, and so she kind of brought the idea here, and it's so simple. That families and single people, adults, we've had older women that their families are all gone, come together for a meal, and then we just pray the rosary together. It's beautiful. I love that. Huh. Yeah. yeah. And it's... we've been able to do it through Zoom now that <laughs> we can <laughs> yeah. meet together through Zoom, but people who can't physically be there, we um, have them join us through Zoom. Yeah. Well, that's really exciting because it's just like encouraging me to think outside the box. Mm. You know, we talk mm. so much about this, the domestic church at home. Um, and you can't come into my home without knowing that I'm Catholic. <laughs> it's very oh, yeah. welcoming. <laughs> welcoming space. But, you know, even for us single folk or uh, mixed families or elderly, uh, to still encourage that prayer time together. Mm. That's for beautiful. Sure. Yeah. Well, Dana, any last final thoughts on uh, all of the discussion we've had today on the domestic church at home? Um, since you brought up single people, I did want to yes. um, just mention that if you are single or you are an adult with children out of the home, you are still a parent. You're a spiritual parent. And there is always great need in the church for spiritual parenting, whether that be through being a catechist, being a leader, or just being a mentor for the youth. Beautiful. I love it, Dana. Thank you so much for joining us today. That was, It was a pleasure. You are welcome. Thanks for having me. All right. So that was Dana Patrika. She is from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. If you wanted to read her article, uh, just go look up The Courier. Um, it is the diocesan uh, newsletter. I, I don't ever know what to call them. Yeah. <laughs> newsletter. <laughs> Just look up the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, and you'll find the courier. So um, that was a great article. And uh, so if you wanted to check it out, you can go there and check it out. All right. All right thanks, thanks so much, Dana. Dana. Thank you. God bless. God bless. Okay, folks, so that was our first interview of the day. I am Heather Carroll. I'm Teresa Curley. And we are broadcasting today from the Mustard Seed here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It's Teresa's first time as a co-host. Um, and so we've already been getting some good notes from people. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. All the gold stars you need. <laughs> 
Well, I'm really excited because our next segment um, is going to be host banter, which is one of my favorite segments during Real Presence Live because it's a chance for the host to just interact and talk. And so she is new to the role here in Sioux Falls with Real Presence Radio. And so we want to kind of gauge how it's going. I thought you were going to do a solo. You're going to do solo? No, you were going to no, do solo. No, you're going to do solo. We <laughs> talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to kind of gauge, see how things are going. Uh, she moved a long ways to join us for Real Presence Radio. So we're excited to have her aboard. And we're just going to catch up a little bit. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Teresa Curley and Heather Carroll. <laughs> we'll be back with Live, more. <laughs> engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 